Welcome to the latest in our Aberdeen Closed End Fund podcast series. I'm Dan Buchanan with Aberdeen, and today we are focusing on emerging market equities with the portfolio manager of the Aberdeen Emerging Markets Equity Income Fund, ticker AEF, Mr. Nick Robinson. Welcome, Nick. Thanks, Dan. It's great to be on again. Great to have you uh, from London. Uh, let's begin with an update on emerging markets in general. Yeah, I mean, it continues to be quite a tough time for emerging markets, and it's been a it's been a tough year all round. I think more recently, the issue has been the the concerns over inflation have have switched more broadly to concerns about an economic slowdown, and so when the inflation concerns were paramount, we saw commodities perform quite well. Commodity-driven countries perform quite well, like LATAM in particular. And we've seen a bit of a reversal of that more recently, uh, with commodities performing poorly, LATAM's been selling off. And then more recently, with the Fed's hawkish comments that we saw out of Chairman uh, Jerome Powell, you know, we've seen quite a significant sell-off in markets. So, so things have continued to be quite tough broadly in EM at the moment. And Nick, do you have any sort of an update on COVID and the variations, the impact on economies and maybe particularly government policies for the countries and markets that you're investing in? Yeah, I mean, I think for most of the world, COVID is over more or less, you know, in terms of actual impact on economies. And I suppose now a lot of governments are trying to deal with the aftermath in terms of what COVID has done to their finances. Uh, and how that's supposed to be repaired. And that's, that's certainly a challenge for both developed and emerging economies. I think, you know, it continues to be more of a challenge in China, Hong Kong, uh, in terms of COVID in that China continue to follow the zero COVID policy of suppression, which, yeah, which, you yeah, know, increasingly as an outsider looks, looks kind of bizarre, but see, it's, it has gained a lot of support within the country and, yeah, being, I suppose the government being able to control the media has, has helps in, in that respect. Um, yeah, this is dampening economic progress within China. They've stepped away from their five and a half percent GDP growth target. Cases are increasing again after kind of getting a little bit better during the course of the second quarter. So yeah, we're seeing more regional lockdowns. Although having said that, yeah, there is a bit more pragmatism around zero COVID at the moment in terms of you know, more uh, ability to travel and, and lower quarantine times. So, and that's probably the, you know, one of the biggest questions in emerging markets at the moment is how long does China maintain this policy for? Not much is likely to change up until the upcoming party congress in October. And then it may be into next year, uh, once the politics has settled again, that we start to see some change in, in that policy. So, so, you know, we could be with it for, quite a while. I suppose what's encouraging uh, is that when it does eventually come off, that'll be hugely stimulative. Uh, and with China being about a third of emerging markets, I think that could have some um, quite positive impact on market performance when the market starts to discount that uh, occurrence. And Nick, you mentioned China, and China has certainly been ever-present in the press as of late. Uh, what is Aberdeen's view in terms of investing in China? We're one of the largest investors in the region. Can you expand a bit about Aberdeen's view? 
Yeah, I mean, we've been investing in in China for years. Um, yeah, it must be it must be a couple of decades now. Um, a lot's changed. Um, I suppose probably the most significant change that we've witnessed has really been the opening up of the Chinese onshore equity markets, uh, which are huge markets that up until relatively recently were quite hard to invest in, and that they required all sorts of um, approvals to get past capital controls. You know, these onshore markets are huge in terms of the opportunities they have in terms of domestically listed businesses, uh, which are more driven by of internal consumption rather than exports. Um, I think, yeah, I think, um, yeah, we, you know, the challenges of investing in China are pretty similar to the rest of emerging markets in that, you know, you have to understand the businesses, who runs the businesses and, and for what purpose. Um, yeah, that can be a bit more challenging in China. You know, there's, there's you know, a language issue, which you know, is, is challenging for you know, people like myself based in London, although we overcome that by having our, our local offices there. And then also there's a disclosure issue as well in the you know, disclosure up until recently has been a bit of a mixed bag. It's, it's generally on the whole improving. Yeah, we think China is a, on the whole, a good place to invest. I mean, we have you know, uh, some very exciting investments there in, in the tech and internet sector. And you know, the kind of innovation you see in China today is, is only really resembled elsewhere in the world in, in the US in terms of that, that scale. Um, and clearly there are some kind of more philosophical risks about the Chinese market in terms of how, you know, what the government is trying to achieve in terms of its embracing a form of capitalism and, uh, you know, the government's relationship with the rest of the world. But, you know, what's been really, um, evident is just, you know, the importance of the private sector to the growth of the Chinese economy and given all the difficulties. China is having at the moment in terms of their economic growth. You know, we don't think they're likely to, to do anything to disrupt the private sector. And the fuel of the private sector is really the, uh, really the local market and the ability to raise foreign capital. So, so we think, you know, it's, it's going to be a good market to invest in in the future. It's, you know, an economy that is going to be one of the, or if not the dominant global economy in a matter of, of years. Um, and then, you know, historically, that's been a good place to, to invest money in the past. So, you know, we think the long-term outlook is, is good, although, you know, there's always going to be some, uh, some tricky news flow ahead, I suspect, at various points. Thank you, Nick, for that update on, on China. Let me switch gears for a moment as we come to the end of our recording for the podcast this quarter. AEF, the Aberdeen Emerging Markets Equity Income Fund uh, obviously has a, a yield or a distribution component, and it's a closed-end fund. How does the closed-end fund vehicle itself help you to effectively manage an emerging markets equity portfolio? Yeah, I think closed-end vehicles are really suited for emerging markets because you know, some of the best investment opportunities in emerging markets tend to be in less liquid companies. Um, you know, those companies which it may take a little while to get into and out of in terms of trading. Um, you know, a good example is the Vietnamese companies that the trust invests in. I mean, those are, you know, they do take a little while to, to get positions in those companies, but Vietnam's a, a hugely exciting economy uh, that's benefiting from a lot of global trends at the moment. And, yeah, you know, I think in open-ended funds, 
getting access to those types of businesses is tricky because you're much more limited by liquidity issues. So, so having a closed end structure does open up uh, the investable universe to us in a way uh, and give us more opportunities that would be probably outside of the possibilities for an open ended structure. Nick, thank you so much for these insights today. And thank you in particular to our listeners for tuning in. You can find out more about the fund at www.abrdnaef.com. I'm Dan Buchanan with Aberdeen. Do look out for future episodes. This podcast is provided for general information only and assumes a certain level of knowledge of financial markets. It is provided for informational purposes only and should not be considered as an offer, investment recommendation or solicitation to deal in any of the investments or products mentioned herein and does not constitute investment research. The views in this podcast are those of the contributors at the time of publication and do not necessarily reflect those of Aberdeen. The companies discussed in this podcast have been selected for illustrative purposes only or to demonstrate our investment management style and not as an investment recommendation or indication of their future performance. The value of investments and the income from them can go down as well as up and investors may get back less than the amount invested. Past performance is not a guide to future returns, return projections or estimates and provide no guarantee of future results.